Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 956, air date May 25th, 2021. Everyone, um, so my name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure, and let me just give you sort of the background on this, but the nutshell of this is um, we've been taught uh, by media and, in fact, even politicians that it is big tech or Twitter which independently uh, throws people off their platforms, right? That's been the narrative, big tech, big tech, big tech. And, uh, that, and Twitter, uh, uh, the position is that they are a private actor. And so as a private actor, they also have First Amendment rights, so they have every right to throw people off through a, uh, a, a clause called Section 230. So that's been the narrative. In fact, the DeSantis bill that just got passed uh, is still based on that flawed model, and my prediction is that it's going to fail uh, eventually when it's uh, brought to court because it still goes at this model that Twitter is a private actor and that somehow you can stop a private actor. What our historic lawsuit, which I, it, with, without any, without hyperbole, it will become the lawsuit of the century. And as the judge uh, spoke in, court. We had a 16 hours of hearing, which no mainstream media covered. Quite extraordinary. Uh, in um, On May 21st, where I was representing myself against three of the heavyweights on Twitter's legal team, uh, three of the heavyweights on the attorney general's office from the state of Massachusetts, and one of the lawyers from the National Associate State Election Directors. On the second day of the hearing, Judge Wolf, uh, who's a federal judge, he, he started off the hearings uh, the second day of the hearing, he's, after I submitted this explosive evidence that I found, he said this lawsuit more than likely will become uh, a lawsuit exam that will be taught in every constitutional law course. OK, and this is coming from a, a judge who was a judge who exposed Whitey Bulger was an FBI informant, uh, a judge uh, you know, put on the bench at a very young age by Ronald Reagan, a libertarian judge. So the, why am I bringing all this up? So if you go back um, to, to September 1st, um, up until then, I'd been running in the Republican primary, and we knew that we won that election on a landslide. The GOP colluded with the Democrats to run a guy against me who was nowhere to be found. So I wouldn't defeat the Democrat uh, senatorial incumbent here, a guy called Ed Markey. We had built up, up until then, in the, in the 2020 Republican primary, around 3,000 volunteers, we'd raised close to $2 million, about a million from Twitter, 3,000 volunteers on the ground, 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers. We were everywhere. So on the night of September 1st, the word on the street was Dr. Shiva, whose my name was essentially a household name all over Massachusetts, has won on a landslide. What ended up happening was we win in the predominantly hand-counted uh, county where ballots are hand counted in Franklin County by 10 points. And in every other county, we lose 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40. And if anyone wants to do their own investigative report and they come to Massachusetts, no one even knew of this other guy. So the night of September 1st, when we were, we all of us are gathered, uh, you know, I gave a talk, which I said, election fraud took place in third world Massachusetts. I'm glad we have the second amendment. And that was broadcast on Twitter. Twitter never took down that tweet. From September 1st to September 24th of 2020, I was hitting hard. And I, as a the guy who invented emails, the guy who's got all those degrees at MIT, 
Uh, I never thought election fraud took place in this country. So I objectively put on my hat as an engineer, a scientist, a guy who built electronic systems and wanted to find out what's going on. So between September 1st to September 24th of 2020, I was tweeting away a storm. Every other uh, tweet had the word election fraud in it. Twitter never took down those tweets. I'll repeat that. Twitter never touched my tweets. During that period is when I discovered that the that on electronic voting machines, which were all those other counties where I quote unquote lost in, they use a system of where the ballots are converted to something called ballot images. All right. And those ballot images by federal law must be preserved for 22 months because it is records that are generated in connection with the federal election. And according to 52 USC 20701, which has been confirmed in multiple states, including Florida and Arizona, you have to preserve that data. Well, I found out that they were deleted, destroyed. And in fact, in a series of four email exchanges with the Secretary of State, election director, they admit they deleted those ballot images. When I took those four screenshots, which are public emails, and I put them up on my Twitter account, within hours, I was thrown off Twitter. Never I have been suspended from Twitter. I was thrown off. I was sharing courtroom proof evidence the state officials, election officials, had violated federal law. And what we discovered was, very interesting enough, one of these um, hit job organizations, who, which supposedly does quote-unquote fact-checking, had said, you know, Dr. Shiva spreading misinformation, you know, ballots were not deleted. And we talked to the Secretary of State, and they said they had contacted Twitter. So this was quite a blessing in disguise. On the one hand, they're doing a hit job on me. But on the other hand, they are putting in black and white that they had learned that the Secretary of State, a government official, had contacted Twitter to throw off a political candidate. Let me just remind everyone that the most protected speech in the United States Constitution is political speech. I wasn't just some random person. I'm running for a federal U.S. Senate seat in the general elections at that point. So the government of Massachusetts contacted Twitter to throw off a political candidate because I was criticizing them and exposing the fact that they had violated federal law. Quite incredible. So I knew I didn't know enough about Section 230 or election integrity at that standpoint, but I knew I had a First Amendment claim, a significant one. No lawyer in Massachusetts wanted to take this on. And so I had to do it on my own. And so I filed a, a, uh, a $1.2 billion lawsuit, and I also filed a preliminary injunction uh, requesting the court that I be allowed back on Twitter immediately because I'm a Senate candidate. It is Twitter, by the way, is different than Facebook. It's different than YouTube. Twitter is a platform for, for political activism and politicians. I had uh, grown my platform to close to 350,000 followers over you know 10 years, all organic. Uh, non, you know, a bot followers, real followers. So I, I uh, the first victory we got, again, not covered by any media, was that the judge agreed to listen to my hearing. So I went into court, what was supposed to be a 45 minute hearing, it en ended up going for four hours. It was me against three lawyers. And in that hearing, uh, the judge wanted me to prove uh, or argue something called the Blum versus Yaretsky uh, test, which is a test which shows did state action take place? Did the government do this action? 
versus Twitter. In those four hours of testimony, the judge and I were able to elicit, the court was able to elicit from the communications director of the government that the government has, and everyone should listen to this. This is what's historic, many historic pieces here. Our lawsuit for the first time in history in the world brought out that the government has a trusted Twitter partnership. Let me repeat that again. A preferential B, it's like they have a, a Amex black card. They have a trusted Twitter partnership. Trusted Twitter partnership. Let's just remove the word Twitter, trusted partnership. Unlike you and I, which are untrusted strangerships, okay? And they have a portal that has been established for the government to report on people like me. And we'll come back to this. People who supposedly spread, quote unquote, misinformation. And I'm a political candidate. So that came out as we probed in testimony. It turns out that when I put up those tweets, which were exposing the government was corrupt and violating law, they engaged that partnership. They contacted Twitter directly using their portal. And they also, that was prong one, they also contacted the National Association of State Election Directors, NASED. By the way, we didn't even know any of this existed. I don't think most Americans did. And that National Association of State Election Directors is an organization in DC, which is a government organization by Brentwood Academy versus Tennessee, a very famous case. That is a state actor too, because in that organization also contacted Twitter. And they have the force of 50 state governments, also through a trusted Twitter partnership. So they hit me hard because I was exposing that they had deleted ballot images. The woman that I was exposing this on is the state election director, a woman called Michelle Tassinari, who was also being ready to become the president of NASED. All right. So you here you have the government in testimony coming out that they contacted Twitter to throw off a political candidate because I was criticizing them. The judge in that hearing ruled, remember you judges don't like to give PIs because it shows that you're gonna win the larger case. He gave all the terms of my PI. He ordered the secretary of state, you will no longer call Twitter. He ordered them to also tell NASED, you will no longer call Twitter. And he said, if you have a problem with Dr. Shiva, you will rebut him on Twitter. And in fact, he asked him, he goes, maybe I'm old school, but I believe in the first amendment. And why didn't you simply argue with, out with him on Twitter? So second victory, no news report, no mainstream media report reported on this. Then, so on November 3rd, unfortunately, after my general elections, I'm back on Twitter and I'm just tweeting away again, tweeting away, tweeting away. On February 1st, 2021, I once again did a uh, one hour video lecture started at 8, 12 p.m. EST and it went up until 9, uh, 31 p.m. EST. And I'll tell you why these times are important. In a video, I shared again those four email screenshots, which I had not done since the time I was banned before. And bang, I'm thrown off Twitter within 17 minutes of sh sharing that. All right. I went back again to the judge and I said, judge, they violated your order. They did. They they acted as though they were going to follow it, but they had actually. This was an ongoing violation because when they reported on that first tweet, they had told Twitter to watch out 
any keywords that I would talk about the lawsuit, that I would talk about those screenshots. Subsequent to that, the judge said, you know what? In order for me to give you complete relief, I need you to enjoin Twitter. I need you to bring Twitter into my courtroom. Quite extraordinary. Remember, we didn't go after Twitter. We went after the government. The judge suggested that we bring in Twitter. So I had to file you know, more and more briefs, all by myself, by the way, all of this. No lawyers, no begging to attorneys. We didn't raise money for this. We did it on our own. And when I filed the motion for joinder, those hearings were on May 20th. It was supposed to be a couple of hours. The judge had it over two days, over 16 hours. So what happened? On May 20th, um, again, I, I'm, I'm alone, David versus Goliath here. Twitter has brought in its heavyweights, the vice chair of Wilmer Hale, I think the top three or top law firm in the world, Patrick Cormache and another guy, three major heavyweight lawyers against me. The government brings their three lawyers. NASCD brings their lawyer. And remember, I, I'm not trained to be a lawyer in federal court. So in my opening statement, I said, you know, Your Honor, I've been a political activist all my life, in addition to being a technologist, a scientist, and inventor, because I grew up in an India as a kid where they had the caste system, where we were considered lower than an animal, and racism on steroids. And my parents came here because of one singular word, freedom. And I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, and I've always been fighting. There's a picture of me burning the South African flag on the steps of MIT. I said, the government never stopped me when I was fighting apartheid because MIT had investments. I organized food service workers. The government never stopped me. I was an anti-war activist against the war in Iraq at my PhD graduation. No one stopped me. The first time I was stopped for my political activism when I've led hundreds of protests all over this country was on September 24th. And it was a government who engaged Twitter to violate the political speech of a federal candidate. And then what I, the night before, and this is what's really important, is that in all the briefs that they had, remember, this was a Rule 12 hearing, which is the government, Twitter is saying this whole case is nonsense, it should be dismissed. And the problem is they all had read Wikipedia. And I'm glad they did. You know, I used to, and I'm probably going to sue them too, but those people call me a conspiracy theorist. He didn't invent email. He's just some whack job, you know? They had believed Wikipedia, so they came into that courtroom with arrogance. And the night before that 20th hearing on the 19th, I was up until the wee hours. I'm saying, what is this trusted Twitter partnership? What is this? Because in all the briefs that they filed, the thousands of papers, they never address it. And lo and behold, what I find on a website, because I know how to use a Google's advanced search feature, is I found a document written by the head of Twitter legal counsel in England talking about how they had set up the partner support portal, PSP, the trusted Twitter partner support portal, to enable the government, the parliamentary security forces of Britain to report on what they, what they called potential threats through to Twitter. That same infrastructure was deployed in India, in the, in the recent election, and then also deployed in Taiwan, Australia, and was brought here in 2020 to the United States. And as I did searching and searching on a server, I found playbooks. In fact, the playbook 
is called, and I put this up to the judge, the Election Influence Operations Playbook. And you, you notice it's all Election Influence Operations Playbook for state and local officials, understanding election mis and disinformation. This is not just a document. This is a standard operating procedure of censorship of government using Twitter so the government can launder censorship. So you have a politician like DeSantis, you know, they're passing some bill, but they, they got it all wrong. It's going to be shot down because in, in court because they're still treating Twitter as a private partner, as a private entity. The real issue, and that's why the Republicans and the Democrats are both behind this because for four years, Trump didn't take down Section 230, neither did the Republicans. What we need to understand is a government, our government, your government, this is at the Belfer Center at Harvard. And by the way, the authors of these documents are the defendants in my lawsuit. Michelle Tassinari, the state election director, is an architect of this. Twitter Legal is an architect of this. It's in there, in the front page. And NASED. So you have government officials, Twitter Legal have architected. Look, I've written many of these SOPs in engineering for major organizations. This is a standard operating procedure for the government to censor Americans. And it's step by step by step. And in this document, it's the recipe for censorship. It says, first, you identify someone called an influence operator, influence operator, an IO. It's like CIA terminology. And an influence operator, they define what they look and feel like, criteria. Well, one of those criteria is anyone who criticizes a political official of corruption. Let me repeat that. Anyone who criticizes a political official of corruption is branded an influence operator in this manual. Okay? So I went page by page in this lawsuit with the judge. He was blown away. He couldn't believe this. And he said, I want you to file that as evidence immediately. Okay? So they define you as an influence operator. One of the criteria is if you criticize your government. Just, just think, just let that just sink in. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to just let that sink in. This is the grossest form of violation of the First Amendment. The founders of this country, unlike any other country, established the ability for you to be a human being so you can criticize your government. No other country allowed that. Stupid doofus Prince, quote unquote, Prince Harry was in the United States about two weeks ago saying the First Amendment is bonkers, quote unquote, because too much disinformation is out there. Who the hell is he? Britain never wanted to give us the First Amendment. They still don't have the First Amendment in Britain. They don't have it. So you have Harvard, the Belfer School, invited all my defendants. And in, throughout the case, they were saying they had nothing to do with each other. So when we dropped this, we also showed that there is a section of the document. Once you identify someone, what keywords do you associate with them? What tweets and how should you watch them? Then you can assign severity levels high, medium, low of an influence operator. A high level security threat or threat for them is someone who has a huge following, 350,000 followers, whose tweets get retweeted. My tweets used to get 20,000 retweets, millions of people, and who has an established voice. 
And for a high level person, not only do you, you take them off, which was what they first did on October 30th, but you monitor them. It's ongoing. On February 1st, they took me off again. So this is what's called state action. This is what's called the Blum test that we showed. So what we showed is this is a RICO enterprise, government, NASA, and Twitter. Twitter is not a private actor in this. They've become part of the government. Where the government ends and where Twitter begins, no one knows anymore. And the point is that the government uses Twitter, and here's an interesting term, to launder censorship. Let me repeat that again. The government uses Twitter to launder censorship. So don't get all excited with the DeSantis bill. It's not hitting at the real issue. This is what politicians do. They find an issue and then they create a fake version of it. Same with James O'Keefe. I'm sorry. He's not getting at the real point. It's not Facebook. It's not Twitter. It's not Google. It is a government of this country that uses those organizations as the end piece, as the execution. They're the hitman. And what we showed in deliberations and in the, in the things I said, look, Your Honor, and what's interesting is the general counsel, the deputy general counsel of Twitter had filed an affidavit. She said, you know, in black and white, she said, the government didn't, doesn't tell Twitter what to do. We took Dr. Shiva off on February 1st. We did it. And she said, we had, we watched his tweets. We did a review. Then it got escalated to another review. And then we threw him off on February 3rd. And I looked at the dates. I said, wait a minute, this is a complete lie. It's a fabrication. I was thrown on February 1st within 17 minutes. It was like that. There was no review. So I filed literally on the evening at the night, stayed awake, and I filed a, a rebuttal. And I said, Your Honor, this person has fabricated the general counsel. The deputy general counsel has lied to this court. I, and I had the email when Twitter threw me off, put that in. And I said, all the tweets that they claim were in violation had to do with this lawsuit. And that's what it said, the lawsuit, the lawsuit. So the judge looked at it and goes, what's wrong with these tweets? And I said, Your Honor, there was no review. They had me tagged. The government did all the work. The government of the United States, the government of Massachusetts. And I'm branded as an enemy of the government because I was exposing the fact that they violated federal law. And the playbook here goes step by step, Dan, and everyone listening on how to do it. This is deliberate. So the right wing and the left wing all work together. This is beyond left and right. It's not China doing this. It's not Russia doing it. It's red-blooded Americans doing this to other red-blooded Americans in this country. And that's why this lawsuit is historic. And it's, you know, a, a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it. They'll cover O'Keefe's lawsuit. They'll cover DeSantis because it's not the real issue. They will not cover this lawsuit because this lawsuit shows a collusion between government and big tech. And for four years, Trump was in office. He didn't do anything against big tech. He talked about it. The last 14 days, they took him off. Very nice. Okay, you can keep up the brand. But nothing occurred to big tech because government has given Twitter Section 230. In return, Twitter gives the government a portal so you can report on American citizens. This is a collusion. This is not, you know, Republicans versus Twitter or Democrats versus Twitter. If you're in a, what, what I'm 
what our lawsuit is showing is liberals can throw off conservatives off Twitter. Conservatives can throw off liberals off Twitter. They have a partnership. It is a portal. It is a technology. And you're looking at someone who builds technology. In, in this page, it shows it's called a PSP portal. It's only for government officials. Separate but unequal. It's not separate but equal. And the fact that no mainstream media has covered this says it all. Because what it says is the same partnership also it, uh, exists for media. Which means don't put that candidate on your show. Okay, we'll do it. So this is why we have to go beyond this left-right nonsense. It is not left and right. This is about whether you're on the left or right, you need to come together on this one issue. What we have discovered here unequivocally, and that's why this judge, we were very fortunate. On day two, he said, you know, you've done, because you're pretty brilliant, you brought all this stuff, but I'm going to give you also a constitutional lawyer. The court has appointed me a lawyer to help me now, and they're going to fund the expenses. Unprecedented. Yeah, it is. And no media has covered this. No media. And it's quite, quite historic. Tucker Carlson won't cover it because he's part of the swamp. CNN won't cover it. They're part of the swamp. We have to move beyond left and right. And anyone who's cut still believes that the Democrats are better than the Republicans or Republicans are better than the Democrats, you're at an adolescent level of political consciousness. The, the founders of this country were not Democrats or Republicans. These people were enlightened beings. The reason my parents left India and the reason immigrants came to this country who got on a boat not knowing where they went was because of the First Amendment, freedom. And people are lying asleep right now. This left-right Republican-Democrat nonsense is going to destroy this country. And this lawsuit, which should be covered everywhere, it is the inflection point. Because what we've shown conclusively is a government uses big tech. It is not. And, it, and, it, and let me share with you something, Dan. I think I may have it up here. Uh, you know, there's a interesting graphic. And I don't know if you guys know, I have also have a degree in art out of the media lab. So I do my, but let me show you this graphic. Can you see this, Dan? Yeah, we this, can. This graphic says it all, okay? What you see here, this is a force of all the political movements that have ever taken over the in the United States and the world, people rising up by themselves. And that's what our movement represents. And our lawsuit is a David versus Goliath. What you see here, you see the head of this individual, it's royalty. This is not, this is wanting to take back this country to before 1776. You have Harvard, Belfer School, Stanford, FBI, CIA, state officials who launder censorship through election directors. And NASS and NASED are the Association of State Election Directors, unelected officials. They use big tech. This is the right metaphor. So when DeSantis has put this bill out and everyone's all excited, it's a ruse. It's not the real issue. And, and as a person who has spent his whole life solving problems, I go to the root of the issue. We need to go to the nucleus of the issue. The nucleus of the issue is government. Both parties have supported Section 230. Both parties use Section 230 because in return, big tech is giving them a portal. This is absolutely fantastic. Uh, JD, I, the reason you're on this is so that you can hear firsthand Dr. Shiva's uh, discussion of this and the testimony. 
people need to realize we we talk about connecting the dots and incidentally dr shiva you're going to be our first speaker at the red pill expo in rapid city south dakota and i don't know if you saw the logo you've got david versus goliath is the uh the logo for our red pill expo um but this is perfect but uh, jd i want you to have the ability i think Montana well that that's a logo that we have dan <laughs> what's that that's a logo that we have on win back freedom yeah yeah, I think yeah well and i'll show you the one we've got for the red pill expo in uh, in rapid city it's the same thing i uh i do think this is so important because jd you've got to have seriously a bunch of uh information and questions because you're planning on taking this nationwide but starting in montana you're going to carry this story and this is incredible because see we've been talking for years 9-11 9-11 wasn't the twin towers 9-11 was a patriot act it was put in place so that the government could do the kind of crap they're doing right now that's why 9-11 happened was because they needed the power to to bring in government control through homeland security to be able to monitor and control and take advantage of every opportunity to control the american people and that's that's it in a nutshell and what you're talking about is nothing more than the maturation of that whole process right now what they've got in this country is the ability to control free speech control everything we do and you're right i do believe that uh big big media big tech is really just uh kind of a tool of the whole process well the important thing dan is that we have a federal lawsuit that has not been thrown out of court that has got multiple victories that has not been covered by the mainstream media it with a federal judge this is going to the supreme court not without hype and what we're doing right now is to making sure everything's buttoned up so when it goes to the first circuit and if it if they appeal it they're going to be having a hard problem appealing it that's where this court's headed that's where this lawsuit's headed and the fact that this lawsuit isn't covered by mainstream media and they cover all the other lawsuits, which are nowhere of the magnificence and historic nature of this lawsuit, should give people time to pause and understand. Because in one chapter of this manual, it says that one of the things you do when you take out an influence operator is to call up local mainstream media and tell them not to cover the person. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on. And everyone listening, if you really want to go to the heart of the issue, go look at what we've done. All the stuff, Dan, we did on our own. We didn't raise 300 million like Trump did for so-called election fraud and you didn't do anything about it. So that's what's so disconcerting, but it doesn't matter because it, our story is the David and Goliath story in action. And it's not about talking about David and Goliath and people should cover it. Well, that's what we're trying to do here. Is yeah. Put a put a good sized stone in um, in in David's slingshot so that uh, he can knock that sucker flat. Now, JD, uh, I'm sure you've got questions. I'm sure you uh, have 
uh, information that you need from Dr. Shiva, uh, please ask it now because you're online with Dr. Shiva. You know, you know when we have been uh, trying to handle big tech censorship in Montana, and we tried to get three different bills passed through the uh, through the legislature, what was repeatedly said to us, Dr. Shiva, was. Well, you know, that's a private company and it can censor whoever it wants to. And of course, my point from the beginning is I don't like I don't like tyranny, whether it's done by big tech monopolies or whether it's done by government. Tyrants are tyrants, so far as I'm concerned. And we failed by one vote uh, on an important bill that could have begun to regulate big tech. But really what your bombshell report is going to demonstrate, Dr. Shiva, is that when our critics say, well, Facebook is a private company, it can do whatever it wants. But if I'm hearing you correctly, essentially the argument is they're doing what it is that they do on behalf of the government. Is that correct? And if they're doing what well, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's so, so, in partnership with the government, then they're just an extension of it. So that's what I'm saying, J.D. What we have now remember, this is not just me. So when I dropped this playbook, the judge was appalled. He goes, this goes at the foundations of political speech. That's why he's giving, he's appointing me a constitutional lawyer to help me out because I don't know all those details. Is there, is there a court record of that? Yes, you can look at it. You can get the transcript. The important point here is we have this admitted in evidence right now. In evidence. All those playbooks. And what's really people need to understand I can't overemphasize this. Every, this should be front page story. This is like, you know, in every major newspaper is what our lawsuit is exposed. It's not just conspiracy theory. It's in a lawsuit in federal court. We have the actual documentation of the infrastructure that the government has built with private corporations in the modern world of technology to observe you, track you, brand you, and take you out and character assassinate you in an ongoing way. I mean, what more is more important? Than, and without freedom, you can't get to truth. Without freedom, we can't get to health. This goes at the heart of every issue. Every issue. And the point is, you know, even the right-wing guys, they're afraid to cover this because it's going to expose them. And, and even the O'Keefe's and the DeSantis's of the world, Okay, they may be nice guys, but they're raising money just on one side of the narrative because they get money from the conservative people to go fight the left, right? That's what's going on. But I don't have a loyalty to the left or the right. I have a loyalty to this country, period. And we need to get over this left-right BS. Because how, many it, people, how many people do you think besides yourself and the judge and those who you personally have shown it to are aware that this document and there were 400 people on the zoom call we've been doing i did a whole thing i mean um and and the point is if people go to winbackfreedom.com winbackfreedom.com everyone should give one dollar you know i've probably spent personally when you add up my time about 1.8 million dollars of my time all my businesses have been held in abeyance i haven't made money on this trump made 300 million dollars on this him and the rnc i don't see trump talking about this I'm so, you know, I gave money to Trump. I supported him, but he didn't want to fight election fraud. Bernie Sanders on the left, same thing. They're the not so obvious establishment. They don't want to ever go after the real issues and the real solutions. They do kabuki theater. 
What I'm talking about here is a real issue. The real issue. James O'Keefe won't cover this because he's making money from the right. He does, you know, whatever, investigative reports on the left. Why doesn't he go do the same thing on the right? He'll find the same information. Fox News as much suppresses speech as does CNN. They're both getting advertising dollars and they both work with the government. But this playbook is black and white. It's black and white. I mean, you can go through every page of the playbook, how they track keywords. And the authors of this are the state election directors. I mean, how much more blatant do you need to get? And as a technologist, I can tell you, they've built a state-sponsored vehicle. And what this means is, if you are an American, you cannot dissent against your government. It says it in this page. It actually says you track an influence operator if they say stuff against political political officials. I mean, uh, uh, state officials. You know, Dr. Schaefer, the people we saw that uh, Janet Napolitano back during the uh, uh, the Obama administration. Uh, Janet Napolitano, in a in a an official document, identified uh, Ron Paul supporters, people who carry constitutions, people who talk about the Constitution as uh, white uh, right wing extremists. That's what they they uh, uh, call this. Now, this is the sort of thing, this isn't brand new, but you uncover Look at this, Dan. it's all tied together. This is their operating manual. Step one, step two, step three. Identify who they are, assess them, respond and resolve and continue. This is a process. Once that wheel was created by Twitter Legal, by state election directors and the National Association of State Election Directors, you get into this wheel when you are tagged. And if you're a high security threat, you remain in that wheel. And so what we showed was what occurred on October 30th when I got thrown off and February 1st were completely connected because I was sharing screenshots. So the false affidavit that the deputy counsel of Twitter filed was just to show, oh, no, no, we're private actors. But JD, getting to your point, the erroneous mistake that people have made is, oh, Twitter is a private actor. Twitter is a private actor. They're not. They're, they're an extension of the government. Where the government ends, where Twitter begins, nobody knows. That's the real that issue. The difficult part of explaining this narrative, as you've already touched on, will be explaining to people why Tucker Carlson hasn't covered this or why James O'Keefe hasn't blown this up yet. And getting a Knox group, that's us, we'll do our best to be able to convey that to the public. I think I'll liken it to the pro-life movement. You know, for years I've said one of the reasons why abortion is legal in this country is because the pro-life movement is very, very good business. And anytime you see an abolitionist bill, it's the pro-lifers who are denouncing the bill as, as a step too far. They need abortion to stay legal because it's hundreds of millions. Of exactly. They, they wouldn't know what to do if it ended. And in the same way, uh, you have people who are looking at the world through very binary lenses, good guys and bad guys, right? And so the good guys uh, are trying to protect ourselves from social media. Who's the bad guys? But if we can explain, this is just social media acting as an unelected department of government whose sole purpose is the censorship of its citizens. And on behalf of government. Speech. On behalf of government. On behalf of government. But look, you nailed it. In every of these movements, be it medical freedom, this guy Robert Kennedy has been running an operation. We were the first to expose that he's pro-vaccine, he supports it, he acts as low, he's the opposition. 
in all movements, one of the things we teach in our Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior training program, and I built a whole systems course, there is a physics to politics. And people need to understand that you have the pro and the anti, WWF wrestling or WWE wrestling. And this is done to keep the masses entertained. So you say, oh yeah, big tech is a problem. We're fighting big tech, right? Give me money, give me money and I'll fight big tech for you. I'm gonna pass a bill to fight Facebook and Twitter. That's to just keep the conservative people on their side. It's exactly, they need to keep that narrative going. The real, real, and in any one of these left, right, pro, anti movements, whether it be the issue of medical freedom, whether it be the issue of GMOs, whether it be the issue of cancer, right? Breast Cancer Foundation is a multi-billion dollar organization. Susan Komen got paid about 10 million bucks to retire, right? So these organizations never go after the real issue. And that's why the real issue will never get covered because to your point, it's gonna bust up their money-making opportunity. What happens if you show that Republicans and Democrats, both governments are involved, there goes O'Keefe's money. He's not gonna get funded for that. Tucker Carlson will be exposed. He never put Hunter Biden on because they're buddies, right? So they keep the left-right BS going and they take advantage of the Trumpers or the Bernie people, et cetera. This issue that we've uncovered in our lawsuit for the first time, and we've done it truly David versus Goliath. Not like David versus Goliath because it sounds good. No, we are David versus Goliath. No one gave us a penny. And in fact, what was interesting was on May 20, uh, at the 21st, a Twitter lawyer is saying, you know, your honor, I uh, just wanna let you know, uh, Dr. Shiva can't have shadow counsel, meaning she was accusing me that I had someone else writing my briefs. That's how strong our briefs are. So lawyers and people who raise money for these causes, I have no idea why they need so much money. I mean, Americans should start learning how to stand up on their own two feet and fight. And that's why what we're saying, you know, our site, winbackfreedom.com, it's a very interesting slogan, win back freedom. First of all, it says we've lost our freedom. We've lost it. And Republicans and Democrats have colluded with these organizations to take away our freedom. Be it Trump or Bernie, Republican or Democrat. And again, I want to let everyone know, I never voted in my life except Trump. I was convinced he was anti-establishment. But you know what? In those four years, he didn't go after election fraud hard. They used it to raise money. And that's what it's about, J.D. You nailed it. These people create a dialectic. So the, the right says mail-in ballots are the issue, and the left says voter suppression. No, the real issue is what we uncovered, which was the all voting machines. All of them have a feature called a weighted race feature. We showed that here. And my other lawsuit has not been thrown out of court, too. All of Trump's work. He had lawyers. I mean, you should go look at their briefs. Spelling mistakes in them. Horribly written. I mean, people need to wake the hell up. These guys take any issue and they will make it appear as though they're fighting for it, left and right. And that's why nothing changes because there is the not so obvious establishment on any issue. They're making money off of it. I mean, I looked at the DeSantis bill. It's a bullshit bill, excuse my language. It's gonna get ripped apart in court because they're saying Twitter is a private actor. Twitter is gonna destroy that. Our lawsuit pierces this whole thing. It shows wave and particle are one. Government and big tech are one, where government ends and where Twitter begins, no one knows. So th what they're doing is they're laundering censorship. The government gets a launder censorship to Twitter and they can say, 
We didn't throw JD off. We didn't throw Shiva off. They did it. The private party. This is the heart they, of the issue. And they provide uh, the evidence. To they provide an infrastructure, an SOP. It is designed. It is designed step-by-step -step processes. This is a user manual for state-sponsored censorship. I've often said that uh, the, uh, the censorship efforts of the technocracy in the United States makes Kim Jong-un's pale by comparison. Yeah, we, we blame China. We blame Russia. This country, the problem here we have is, look, I've traveled all over the world. The American people are the kindest, nicest people in the world, but they've been made naive. Kim Jong-un, fascist, you know, China, fascist, Russia, fascist. No, let me tell you where the real people of fascism are right over there. When you walk on the grounds of Harvard Yard, you're going back to 1500s. They still do not believe in the First Amendment. The blue bloods uh, who fought against the revolutionaries didn't get back and go to London. They stuck it around here. They never wanted to give the American people the First Amendment. That's what we're talking about. I'm, I'm from Missouri, so I have a bit of a show-me attitude. So uh, I, I still have not seen that, but I'm going to devour it at my first opportunity, and we'll report on that. And if what, you know, just for the listener, if so they understand if what Dr. Shiva is telling us is accurate, and I think he would also want us to research and to double-check. Do you want me to show you the highlighted documents right now, J.D.? It, yeah, just a second. We yeah. Let me continue with the point, though. If what he's saying is accurate, then what this means is what we're experiencing right now is the single largest coordinated effort of state-sponsored censorship in the history of mankind. By far. Yeah. And you know what? And you know what? It took a guy who's an engineer, a scientist, who came from nothing, who loves this country, and no lawyer would have taken this lawsuit on. No one took it on. It took me to have the courage of what my grandparents taught me and those working class people in New, New Jersey taught. I mean, I was just thinking what I just did. Come on. I'm not a lawyer. I'm going up in a hearing against seven lawyers. It's sort of crazy when you really Are think about it. Are expecting the judiciary to do what they should here, or is this just about exposure at this point, Dr. Shu? No, this is about RICO. It's about violation. It's about criminal behavior. You should look at the claims in our lawsuit. And the thing is, this judge, you know, look, one of the big things is you make it this far. Everyone says, oh, when are you going to win the case? No, people need to understand. A way a lawsuit works is the fact you don't get thrown out of the ring. The judge said, and it's all in the transcript, he goes, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, uh, dismiss this case. He goes, I want discovery. He goes, I want depositions. He said, the merits of this case are so intertwined with the jurisdictional issues, the 11th Amendment issues, we need discovery. You should see what happened the second day. The Twitter people are completely, all three lawyers. I mean, think about who these lawyers are. These are number one law firm in the world, the three top people, the vice chair of Wilmer and Hale. So for me to get this far and to have a federal judge show that there's constitutional merits, and then also say that this, this lawsuit will more than likely be taught in every law school constitutional class. That should be enough. And then I have this document, which I went page by page by page. And what everyone here should understand is the fact that no media has covered this. I keep coming back to this point. 
It's like a major tree has fallen. And the, the silence is what's really deafening here. The silence. And what we don't care about mainstream media anymore. What we want is citizens out there. If you're watching this video and you're listening to it, you need to become citizen journalists. Screw Tucker Carlson. Screw Chris Cuomo. Screw all these guys. They're all bought and paid for. They're entertainers. They are not patriots. They do not care about this country. They'll put on their faces, but they're in this left-right paradigm because they're making money off of it. And they're making money off fooling the American people as though they're fighting for them. If I can, can I, uh, can I show you a DHS document that uh, uh, I have found that uh, uh, more or less supports what you've been saying, uh, Dr. Shiva? Uh, this is a Department of Homeland Security document uh, that will support that uh, they are working in conjunction with the government and the uh, 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 social media platforms. It says it right in this document. Have you seen this yet, Dr. Shiva? This particular document? No, I can. I, but once you see these playbooks, they're even they're even more discreet. It's step by step. Yes. Well, this this describes how they've got money. They've got grants. Uh, look at the headlines. Center for Prevention Programs and Partnerships, Local Prevention Frameworks, Prevention Education, Strategic Engagement, Addressing Terrorist Use of the Internet. This one's very, very interesting if you want to. If, uh, uh, because here in the last paragraph, the last bullet point here, it says, with 300 hours of content uploaded to content service platforms every minute, it is a challenge for companies to identify and remove or block terrorist content, especially smaller companies with limited resources. The training examines the online activities of ISIS, who created ISIS, I ask you, Al-Qaeda, who created Al-Qaeda, and these two groups of supporters, as well as white supremacist extremists. Uh, now, who has been identified as white supremacist extremists? And any other, you know, and uh, you know, in, in the Ron Paul supporters, Ron Paul supporters, and people who carry constitutions. Yes, uh, this is all right here in this document. It, uh, you know, there's there's several different areas where you can go in and look at this thing. I'll uh, I'll post it in uh, a link to it in the uh, in the Zoom chat. I'll also post it out in our live chat for our audience to. Uh, uh, download and, and take a look at because uh, if you want to see where uh, your Department of Homeland Security is uh, working to uh, help identify you radical deplorables, this is the document where it starts. Well, and, and Thumper, remember that the Department of Homeland Security didn't exist before 9-11. People ask me, well, why uh, why was 9-11, why was that an inside job? Well, guess what? It was an inside job because they could create the Department of Homeland Security. And a lot of the things that are in place right now are a result of this, this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, uh, Dr. Shiva, I want you to be able to, would you mind sending us the links for the different sites and we can share that with uh, JD because I I absolutely trust what you're saying is being accurate. And the reason I do is because we've spent decades examining exactly how government has been colluding uh, with business. I mean, you talk about fascism, fascism 
has, has never gone away in the United States. It's there. But the fascism goes both ways. Sometimes, uh, sometimes business is directing government, and other times government is directing business. It's, it's a incestuous relationship you can't imagine. And, you know, you call it right wing and left wing. Well, guess what? A bird can't fly without a right wing and a left wing. And that's how this whole damn thing hey, is hey, Dan, uh, Dan, Dr. Shiva doesn't need to send us those links. And I just say this to commend Dr. Shiva because um, the, uh, the website <laughs> that he put up, um, I've already sent that to our investigation team and they've downloaded all of those documents. It's all right there available on the website. Very handy. Yeah. And in terms of being citizen journalists, I would encourage everyone to go to that website and download those documents. What's important to understand, this is a big distinction between everything people have said and the action that's taken place. And I can't overemphasize this for far too long. You've had, People talk, quote unquote, conspiracy theory, right? It's been sort of on the fringes. This, all the documents at winbackfreedom.com are court documents. They've been accepted by a federal court. Let me repeat that again. These are in a federal court, in a court where Wilmer and Hale brought in their three lawyers, where the attorney general brought in their lawyer. Even in the first incident of October 30, it's already been shown that the, that was state action. All right. So I want everyone to realize something significant took place. 20th and 21st, all my friends are attorneys. They said, Shiva, you're already going to be in the history books, meaning that this lawsuit will always be referred as precedent setting law. And we may not get the credit today, but it will. It's, it's going to be it, no one's going to be able to cover it up. But the website, winbackfreedom.com, number one, everyone, if you've donated hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever you've given to all these politicians, donate $1. Because this fight is the real fight. It's not the fake fight. It's not politicians doing stuff just to get you all enraged and nothing happens. But on that site, we've meticulously built that site. Again, no one paid us for that. I did most of the site. You sure you're looking at someone who does the graphics, who does a legal suit, and does everything, okay? David versus Goliath. But what you'll find on that on that site is the supplemental document I filed in court, walking through every one of those. Um, and I think it's important to bring this up. Let me bring it up, okay? Because uh, I think this is really, really important for everyone to see. Because uh, let me bring it up here. Can you guys see the screen or no? Yeah. Okay. But not, not yet on your end of it. Go ahead. Okay. Let, let me bring up my screen here. Here we go. All right. So if you, let me share my screen here. So I think you can see my screen right here, right? Yeah. Right. Now we can. Yep. So in the, let me see if I can do this here. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm actually connected to my other computer. Okay. There's that screen. There's this screen. Okay, here we go. Um, so if you go to that site, you'll see every, um, let me find out, 11889. Let me, I got to find this one second. Uh, 11889. It's the playbook. Okay, here we go. Uh, is this it? 
Do you see any one here which says the? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you were right, right on it the first time. One one eight eight nine yep. state and local election cybersecurity playbook. Right, right. So let me bring that up. I can bring it up here. Um, what I want to show you here is a document that I filed. Here we go. Okay. So I had to file this on on the twentieth. I shared this with the judge and he said, I want to, I want you to get this in. So this is what I filed. Okay. And this will also help anyone who wants to go through it. Okay. What this shows is says supplemental, make this bigger. Can I, can you guys see this now? Okay. Yeah. It says supplemental memorandum. So I had to file this down. I was awake until, you know, midnight regarding the elections interference operations playbook. You see it was filed on May um, uh, 20, 21st midnight for state and local officials, that's the playbooks, that establish the infrastructure processes and protocols designed by Tasnari, Cohen, state election director, Twitter legal in Cambridge, Mass, for surveillance and reporting of threats via the Twitter trusted partnership and Twitter partner portal. On May 14, 2021, proposed defendant Twitter filed with this court a supplemental memorandum. Twitter legal did this, including a sworn affidavit by Stacia Cardell director and associate general counsel of global policy with Twitter and presented to this court by her representative Twitter. This first declaration was rapidly superseded by an inaccurate. So she filed one affidavit and then she filed another one. Okay. And it says, crucially, the declarations from Twitter did not mention the prior longstanding relationship with Tassinari, state election director of Massachusetts Cohen, NASA's and Twitter's legal. So they completely lied. They act as though they weren't even involved with this. This relationship is directly relevant to the main questions faced by this court. By not disclosing this longstanding relationship between them and these named persons, Twitter concealed material facts from this court regarding whether Twitter's action was state action in both September and February. As noted in plaintiff's own declaration, Twitter's sworn declarations that Twitter deplatformed plaintiff on February 3rd after internal deliberations flies in the face of established facts, no amount of post hoc hand wagging. They, they said it was about time zones. Now, plaintiff has independently discovered the documentary evidence proving Tassinari, state election director, NASA, and Twitter legally jointly collaborated to design and build the core infrastructure processes and protocols, enabling the Twitter trusted partnership and the Twitter partner support portal. In 2017, Cohen and others began formulating and designing the framework for silently violating the free speech rights of U.S. persons by characterizing speakers as influence operators. Okay, so this goes page by page, and I describe in gross detail the document. Now, so what is that document? Well, that document is this, what I just had up, okay? Let me, let me go back to this document here. Let me bring this up. And that document is two-part document, okay? One part document is this document, which is the uh, part one of the playbook. So this is what they designed, okay? Now, guess who's the authors of this? Right there, Amy Cohen, executive director, and Twitter legal. And all the other swamp, I mean, they said they didn't even know each other. Twitter's telling us, oh, we got it. We got a random complaint from Amy Cohen. Well, they're all together. They. I've written documents in the SOP world. You don't just do this randomly. And look at the defending digital democracy, right? Sounds all good, Orwellian. And it starts off by saying social media platforms are creating more ways for ele election officials to report false information. 
And then in here, they go, they describe disinformation, but look what they say. An influence operator is someone who says that people who run elections are corrupt. That's exactly what I did, Dan. Mm -hmm. And these are the characteristics. And then it goes on to give how they work, how, how they amplify, it defines an IO, an influence operator, okay? And it defines who they could be. If an influence operator could be someone who says election officials could be targeted, right? And if people who are saying, uh, who actually bring up problems in vote tallying systems, so they're giving their criteria. So this, and they give a four stage process on how you deal with influence operators. First, anticipate them, identify them, respond to them, and then ongoing watch them. And this wheel was designed by these people. So this is, this is the first handbook, okay? The second handbook is the really even more damning one. The second handbook goes into the actual steps you do. It's, so here's the influence operator handbook. Let me just make sure my folks here on uh, StreamYard can see it. So let me just share this with them so they can also see it one second. Okay, here Steve, we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this too with the uh, people who are doing the audit in Arizona because uh, you know this is this is something that everybody in every state needs to understand. Well, they the should. Level they of should influence and control. Dan, you should point them to the lawsuit site because it gives more credibility. It's in federal court. Okay. Right. So right. what you should okay. see here is the four stages of countering influence operations. The most effective responses are swift and simple. 17 minutes I was taken off. 17 minutes. So we went through the judge and we said, see, judge, they actually have a process. This is the wheel designed by Twitter Legal, NASID, and the government of Massachusetts. Anticipate and prepare. Stage one. So what do you do in stage one? You set up your organization. Chief election official was Galvin. Director was Tassinari. Communications director was Amy. I mean, uh, De Deborah O'Malley. Then it goes through what processes you do, and it tells you, make sure you set up your Twitter verified account, which is what they, what they did on me. Then it goes on into details, sharing with them. So here's first step, set up your Twitter account, and you get a special one if you go to government at twitter.com, all right? Then it goes down into telling people exactly how you tag and bag someone, set up the right keywords, up until I showed this, they were saying, we don't do keywords. We know nothing about keywords. Yes, you do. So they track my keywords as screenshots, Tassinari, lawsuit and ballot images. That's what we believe. Then they proceed to give examples of how you not observe people on Twitter. And then it goes into gross detail on how you assess severity. Uh, so once you identify someone as an IO, what level of severity are they? Well, do they have an established voice? As you know, Dan, I have a pretty established voice on Twitter, 350,000 people. Are they credible? Of course, people followed me. I did a, I did a retweet and used to get 20,000 retweets. And there you see it. Is their message gaining traction? Okay? So I was, and then they say how you tag people is high, medium, and low. And once you tag people, you take a two-part process. Step one, you go direct through the Twitter portal, which is what happened in Massachusetts. And then second, you give more voices. You call NASCD. So they called NASCD and NASCD also reported me. You see, they followed the playbook to the letter with me. Then it goes on to say that you should enroll in the partner support portal. Sounds innocuous, but this is only available to state officials. 
I don't know if JD's seeing all this, but yeah, he is. there yeah. it is. Okay. So, you know, and so, so they have how you deal with a high level threat, a medium level threat and a low level threat. The biggest difference between a low level threat and a high level threat you'll notice is this continue media and digital monitoring and feedback loop. So they nailed me on September 24th. Then they watched me when I put up that same tweet again on February 1st. All right. Well, and, and the difference between a high level and a low level is how many people listen to you. How many people not only listen, but do you gain traction? Okay. So I would be interested to find out how many employees of social media would, if, when, and if this breaks and gets out as a big story, I should just say when, that they can, you know, corroborate that they have been given the call, you know. Well, that's why that's why the judge wants this to go to discovery. That's where this is going. And and discovery at a deep level that's never occurred before with big tech. I'd and, say with subpoena power, you might just give them the headache of the life. So look what it says here. This is and, and as I'm sharing this with the judge, you'll see it in the transcript. He goes, Can you, are you going to go to page 47? And page 47 says, but no. So they say if you're not part of the partnership, you can use other methods but they say no these methods may not be efficient efficient as a psp as an official the P state official the psp is the best known mechanism to get content flagged for faster review quote unquote review so i think i've done my job and we have a lawsuit in federal court that's what the big distinction is we have an actual lawsuit that has not been thrown out, that this is submitted as evidence. And every press person, I mean, it's quite incredible. Yeah, it is. And, and one thing I have, there's a couple of things I have to say. One is make sure that when you do get this constitutional lawyer, you're directing him because I don't want to see this thing go away because of incompetence. And frankly, there's more incompetent lawyers than there are incompetent politicians, or at least as many. And, and the other part of this that I've got to say is we've got to make sure that we get this message out because, frankly, your life will be in jeopardy until we get so much of this out that they can't stop it anymore. You are absolutely critical because if something happens to you, this may not go forward. We need to make sure that this is all done in a way that uh, they can't tackle you. They can't take you out because there's so much of it out there now that, that people are going to run with it no matter what. Yeah, Dan, I think the fundamental thing that needs to happen is this is for us, the people. It's not going to happen with, you know, some politician, some person, as J.D. referred to, who's on one side of the aisle making money on it, running their nonprofits. It's going to occur by independent media. It's going to occur by ordinary citizens sharing this. And that's how we got here. It was an ordinary citizen like me who learned the law and got it this far. And that shows the strength of this case, that it's gotten this far by an ordinary guy like me who does not know the law. And I've, I've, I've adjudicated it in federal court right now. And this is up to everyone else listening for you to now rise up and stand behind this. And everyone needs to get this out there. Stop giving your money to the left and right. They do not want to expose this. 
This is government sponsored and, 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 and it's going to take down left and right. Why, why didn't Ted Cruz talk to big game? Section 230 never got taken away because I bet you this will lead back to people in the government. We already know it leads back to FBI and uh, others who actually use this portal. This government doesn't give a damn about its people. They well, violate the First that. Amendment. We, uh, Shiva, we've seen that in um, uh, Mary Fanning and Alan Jones have been guests frequently on this program. Mary Fanning and Alan Jones both uh, exposed uh, the Operation Hammer in the scorecard, uh, which are programs that the intelligence community uses to attack people, to take people down. This all fits in. This, this fits in like a puzzle. It's all there. We just need to get the people that finally start doing something with it to make the, start putting this damn puzzle together because the pieces are all there. Well, Dan, we put the puzzle together. It's time for people to let it know. The difference here is many of those folks that you're talking about, they were always seen as fringe characters, okay? Conspiracy. The difference here is this is in, federal, in a federal court lawsuit with all those people. And, the, and I think there's a big opportunity here for everyone listening to communicate this properly. There's no reason to bring in other stuff because the facts themselves speak to themselves. We don't need to bring in 9-11. We don't need to bring in this other stuff. Let me tell you why. Because we have an opportunity to bring in people on the, the people on the left and right. And that's why I've been very, very, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people want, wanting to help out on certain realms. But they're, but they're in a world that has always projected this as conspiracy theory. And I think we need to be very judicious that this is beyond left and right. This is beyond conspiracy. It's in a federal lawsuit. It's been accepted. It has not been thrown out. Every one of Trump's lawsuits got thrown out. Just, just think about that. $300 million was raised by the RNC and the Trump campaign. And every one of those lawsuits was thrown out. All this hype with Sidney Powell. I, I know Sidney. I'm sorry. Lynn Wood. Nice people. You guys are high-powered lawyers. How is it that I'm able to get it this far? Well, obviously, they didn't do as much homework as you did. Uh, <laughs> no, because, because lawyers have become arrogant. And they saw this guy over there. Oh, he, you know, he's a um, guy from India. Right. What's he going to do to us? Oh, we read him on Wikipedia. We saw he's a conspiracy theorist. Right. They well, underestimate. They're lazy. They're lazy they're and they've become arrogant, Dan. They think they're better than you and I. They think they're better. And we have that same hubris even in the left and the right movement of so-called activists. Why isn't O'Keefe covering this? Why? Do you think Trump knew this? Look, I, I am not. JD, about your experience dealing with the Trump campaign. Look, let me tell you what happened, JD. In September first, look, I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty good mathematician. So you don't get four degrees at MIT without knowing your math. Okay. When I got into this, JD, I did all the analysis of my own campaign, and I found out how they manipulated the votes. I put that out when November third came. I did the first analysis on Michigan, which went viral. If you remember, I showed how a parabola should be, and it was a line. Okay, no one paid us for that. After I did that analysis, I got a call, I think it was November 3rd or 4th, 4th or 7th or something, from Mark Meadows. So the White House calls me. 
I've never heard from them. They never supported my campaign at all when they should have. So Meadows calls me and, and I go, what's up, Mark? And he goes, oh, how can we help you? Because my stuff was going viral. I had just done the math analysis of Michigan. And he goes, well, uh, how can we help you? I said, well, can you get me data? He said, if you get me data, I said, I can do the analysis. And we weren't charging them a penny, JD. There were people calling me. They said, Shiva, you can make billions. You know, there's a lot of money coming in here. I said, what are you doing? I said, you're, make, you're, you're making money off election fraud? These are people's names that I don't even want to reveal on the so-called conservative Inc. right. So Meadows said, yeah, I'm going to get you data. Well, three days later, Rona McDaniel's office calls me. The woman that reports right to her and she says, okay, Dr. Shiva, I'm going to be in front of the servers tomorrow. I'm going to get you data. Oh, really? Okay. Then Eric Trump reaches out to me on Twitter because I put out a tweet because at that point is I started wondering if Trump's really serious. It was the first time I had suspicions about Trump because I'm putting the stuff out there and I'm not, I mean, people should be moving fast. Remember, every day mattered at that point. So I said, you know, Eric, in my text message, I said, I don't believe people really want to help your father. So then he says, no, 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 talk to our attorney over at the Trump campaign. So now I'm dealing with three organizations, the White House, the RNC, and the Trump campaign. Guy called Alex Cannon. I said, Alex, no one's giving me data. He goes, oh, I have the data. I said, are you going to give it to me? Nothing. Nothing. Then I, you saw the Arizona I did, hearing I did. Dan, we were awake until four in the morning. Four of us. No one gave us a penny for that. And then finally, after three years, Trump says impossible result. He didn't support my campaign against Warren. He didn't support our campaign here. But he was forced to do that because Trumpers around the country were saying, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva is really going after the real issue. And to maintain credibility, in my opinion, Trump retweeted me. And then what actually happened? They didn't go after the real crime scene, which is the voting machines with the ability to flip votes. They were talking about mail-in ballots. That's not the real crime scene. And they raised 300 million off that. They ran an operation, a fake anti-election fraud operation. That is the truth. So if you're a Trumper and you gave money to Trump, or if you're on the, uh, the left and you think voter suppression is a real issue, no. It is these voting machines, in this country, and that lawsuit, 12080, has also not been thrown out. In fact, they try to dismiss it. All my mathematics are still unrebutted. Why is the media covering that? I mean, do I have to be, I hate to say this, is it because I'm dark-skinned? I mean, I really have to start wondering about this. Would Tucker cover me if I had blonde hair and blue eyes? I mean, I have to ask that. I doubt it. No, no, but I, I have to ask that question, Dan. You know, I really have to ask that because I don't understand it because I have a federal lawsuit, multiple victories. Or is it that these people just hate Americans and they hate people who do not, who come from the outside? Or do they want to create this left-right narrative? And that's what is so perturbing because what's occurred in this country, when you add it all up, 25% of Americans are out of work. The American working class in this country has been squeezed in the last, since 1970 to today. If you're, you know, there are two American pies now. 600 billionaires doubled their wealth in the last year. 600 billionaires. There's the American pie for the 5%, which is explosively grown, and the American pie for the 95%, which has shrunk. So they want to make it black versus white. You know, this, you know, always some race issue both parties bring up. 
But this central issue of this lawsuit must be won because without us winning this lawsuit, which we were so fortunate to get this far, we have no America. There is no America. It's an illusion of the left versus right fighting each other. It's all BS. This lawsuit is a defining moment in this country. And this judge knows it. He's a constitutionalist. He's a rare judge. He has great courage. I have great courage. The people who support us have great courage. And that courage comes from working class people. And it's time people just let go of all the billionaires and the Trumps and the Bernies and all this, whatever the nonsense it is. And that's why people need to get behind this lawsuit. And you, you guys must disseminate it. And you must point people to winbackfreedom.com. This lawsuit deserves to raise a ton of money. And we've done it with nothing. This is the real, and where is it occurring? In Massachusetts, which was, by the way, the center of the suppression of free speech. Did you know up until 1982, a book called Strange Fruit was still banned? Up until 1982. Massachusetts is where they burn books. This center, Harvard, the one mile radius around, the, the, the 50 yard radius around Harvard University is the longitude and the latitude of the elites, of royalty, who think they're better. Well, I, you know, this is a, a, a completely fascinating discussion. And incidentally, J.D., uh, you're going to be at the Red Pill Expo, and so is Dr. Shiva. And uh, we're going to have a chance to pull all this information together and have a chance to work together on this thing because I think this is, I agree with you, Shiva, I think this is the most important message and a piece of information that this country's seen in, in its entire history because everything that we've been, we've been under the, the illusion that we've been living in a free country for a very, very long time and in fact, They've incrementally taken away all of our rights until we're at the point right now where we're just we're, we're just vassals. We're we're just uh, uh, serfs to the whole system. And you're you're spot on with this. I will have to say though, I think the biggest problem we've got with people uh, in the right and the left that refuse to report on this. There's two things. You're right. The money is right at the top of the list. And the second thing on that list is fear. People are afraid of being isolated from the herd and being pointed out, as you said earlier, as being conspiracy theorists. Well, also, also, Dan, I thought you were going to say the real fear is people are allowed to let go of being a Republican or being a Democrat. They're afraid to be on being supporting Pepsi or Coke, you know, or Yankees or Red Sox. And this is something that has been deliberately done to the American public through the entertainment industry. It's been deliberately done starting in the 70s. It's all about being entertained. It's all about getting a high by watching some game. And look, this is a real issue. People are afraid to stand up on their own two feet, but they must remember the immigrants that came here. Everyone is an immigrant here, ultimately. People got on the Mayflower and came here. They didn't know where they were going because they wanted freedom. And we need to go back to that self, you know, that resilience, that self-reliance. Let go of the Republicans. Let go of the Democrats. Let go of these politicians. They've sold you out. And they're not going to do anything they do is going to be a little tweak 
to act as though they're doing something. That's what this DeSantis bill is. I read it. People should go read it. It's garbage. It's not going to go anywhere. It doesn't because Twitter's going to go against it because it's going to still based on the fact that they're a private party. I mean, the real issue is the government and Twitter work together. Twitter is an agent of the government. This is a fundamentally different standpoint. And that's why this lawsuit, everyone listening must put 10,000 effort to make sure this lawsuit is known because the mainstream media ain't going to cover because we will also discover that the government calls Tucker Carlson when they need to, calls Chris Cuomo when they need to. Oh, don't put that guy Shiva on because he's going to expose a real problem. Okay, thank you. That's what's going on. Big media works with big government. Big tech works with big government. There are tools of them. And the reason they do that is Twitter has a lot of money to lose if they lose Section 230 because right now they get indemnified. Right. They can say, oh, we're just a platform. So they need government. So they cozy up to government and government says, give me a portal so I can take out people like Dr. Shiva Iduri, who's going to expose my corruption. This is state. This is you don't need to go to China. You don't need to go to Russia. It's happening right here. Well, look at how big they get. Look how big uh, organizations like Twitter and Facebook and the big the big tech companies, they get big. They get a lot of money and this whole incestuous relationship is part of the reason that they can grow that way. Yep. And so, Dan, I want everyone listening out there uh, and all of you guys, everyone here should go to winbackfreedom.com and give $1. And by the way, people give more. I give people access to our entire training course. You know, that's as a gift I give to people. They get access to books and knowledge. And every Monday evenings I run our Truth, Freedom, and Health training program where people get to learn system science. By the way, Dan, we built our own, you know, I run my own data center here. So we have our own community and we also give people tools. It's a platform for truth, freedom, and health. So everyone out there and all, all of you, all of your team people, Dan, should got to get everyone out there giving $1. That's what, that's what the goal is. It's not about the, the one person giving a lot of money. It's about a lot of people just giving $1 even. Because if people do that, this is a movement, and this lawsuit is the tip of the spear. There is no other lawsuit like this out there. Well, and, and, and your point is that uh, if everybody gives a dollar, if we could get uh, you know two, three, four million people to give a dollar, uh, it, it invests them in the lawsuit. In other words, if, if they're giving something to you, it doesn't have to be a big amount but it shows that they're going to follow what you're doing and they're going to be part of the discovery. Yeah. And, and that's what we need. We need to build a movement and that movement can, is, and we need to take away our reliance on politicians or waiting for some bill to pass. It has to be that this lawsuit can educate people at a very fundamental level. Uh, JD, that site that I have winbackfreedom.com, we've put everything up, every lawsuit, every filing it's open for people to learn. Every day we'll be doing a video or a blog post like we're doing today, educating people. This is an incredible opportunity to educate people on the, the nuclear, the nucleus, the quantum of what the real issue is. You know, when you look at a beam of light, we found out that it's neither a wave or a particle. It's actually both. When you look at the relation between government and Twitter, it's government and Twitter. Where the government ends and Twitter begins, it's become so blurred. They're one. 
And that is what this lawsuit is showing at a deep philosophical level, at a political level, at a legal level. They're one. So you can't just be attacking Twitter without finding the source. It's a government. Right. All right. I, I'm amazed that you could find those documents uh, that way. I, you would think they would try to be uh, try to well, hide this. But they, they, they can't really because that's part of the government uh, well, program. Is that they've got to have it somewhere. Well, Dan, there's also a playbook three, which you which is not which you have to send an email to to get. Okay, so that'll come out in discovery. Okay, but. In summary, what I want to let everyone know is this lawsuit started on September 1st without any lawyers. We have got multiple victories. In October, we elicited testimony that the government has a trusted Twitter partnership done by this lawsuit. Then we've shown more recently they actually have a playbook on how to suppress speech. And that playbook was architected by the defendants in this court case who denied they even had any connection with each other. So we have RICO, which is a claim. We have the fact that it was state action. We already have admittance that the first thing was state action with Twitter. The judge gets this. The judge, again, in summary, has afforded me and appointed me a constitutional lawyer. Now, he has also said that I could have a hybrid model, which is I still get to be the quarterback and bring someone else in. He says case law allows him to allow me to do that, which Twitter vehemently opposed. They don't want me still there because I'm, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer, right? Who they can, you know, who play their way. So right now what we need is we're going to have to go into depositions discovery. We now I do need money. I've expended probably, you know, one to $2 million of my own time and all the opportunities in this. So we need people, citizens to step out to the plate, $1, so if people go to winbackfreedom.com, it is a great meme, the David versus Goliath theme of this behemoth person trying to crush someone. So that's what we need, Dan. So it's time for, for action. I've done a lot of action. Our volunteers have done a lot of action. It's time for every American who truly wants to fight to put their money where their mouth is and give us $1. That's what we need. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree. In fact, I think they ought to give a lot more than a dollar if they can afford it. Yeah. You know, if, if you can afford it, uh, give what you can, because this could be the most important thing that's ever happened in this country. And certainly we all recognize the fact that we're so close to losing this country because of all the craziness of the shenanigans, all the crap that's going on behind the scenes. The, the little people of America, the middle class of our country is almost gone because of this so-called uh, COVID uh, program, you know, the, the pandemic, as I refer to it, because that shut down a tremendous amount of our mental class. So what you're doing with this is so incredibly important for Americans. We need to understand that this is literally the, the tip of the spear. You, you could, uh, with this, you could, you could slay Goliath with this. Yeah, because Dan, what we're showing here at a fundamental level, if you take any of the issues uh, I was talking to a Navy SEAL a couple of days ago. You know, he's been fighting this uh, child trafficking issue. He says he spent a lot of time doing a movie. and But, you know, every time he puts it up on any of these platforms, it gets taken down. Because, you know, the Child Protective Services is about a $1.3 trillion industry. The way that they break up kids from families, it's a big industry, $1.3 trillion. So do you think the government is the one going to give legitimacy to potentially – 
any of these child trafficking issues? No, they're using the same infrastructure, I would, I would venture to say. When it comes to the medical freedom issue, you say anything against any of the forced vaccinations, you're off, right? You say my truth about election integrity, you're off. That means government tells Twitter what to do. Government tells Facebook what to do. They've put it the other way around. Our lawsuit with the fabricated affidavit of Stacia Cardell, she was trying to lie for the government. Oh, we did this deliberate. No, you, you knocked me off in 17 minutes. All the, all the setup was done by the government. You followed their orders. Government makes Twitter to do stuff. That's the essence here. And that's what's fundamentally different about this than the, the last four years talking about big tech, big tech, big tech. No, big tech is a pawn of government. They're a tool of government. We have the playbook. We have the lawsuit. We have the evidence. We have the testimony. It's black and white. People should go to page 61 of the transcript where the state election directors, communication directors telling in court that, yeah, we have a trusted Twitter partnership. We were willing to do, quote unquote, whatever it takes to have him thrown off, quote unquote, whatever it takes. And I was a political candidate for federal office. So what amazing to me is it's black and white. It's not conspiracy. It's in testimony. What needs to happen is, again, everyone needs to go to winbackfreedom.com and everyone needs to share this news. We have the spear in our hand and we need to go stab the establishment in a quote unquote way, right? Who are violating American citizens' rights. That's what's going on. Well, we need to also uh, get get all this information so, so widely spread all over the internet because quite frankly, it, it uh, is a way of protecting you and protecting the judge in this case because the information, if they can, if they can hide this information, if they can put the genie back in the bottle, then they can uh, make this go away. And you know as well as I do, these powerful evil bastards, and that's what they are, uh, have the ability to do just exactly that. We need to make sure that they don't get to do that. Yeah, Dan, in uh, in this book, they actually tell. Part of the plan, part of their SOP is that you you tell your local TV and your radio not to cover people like me because the six tweets that they supposedly threw me off on on February 1st all had to do with the lawsuit. So the judge said, what is wrong with these tweets? He's talking about his own lawsuit. And, and Twitter is what I used to use to raise money. I'm not talking about some crazy stuff. I'm talking about my lawsuit. That's another violation of political speech. So uh, this lawsuit, you know, its bottom line is it's for everyone listening to do their job now. Everyone listening needs to do their duty. I brought it this far. I can't get it out. I mean, I'll still keep doing this, but everyone listening, you know, we have about 1,500 people here. I don't know how many people you have, Dan, but everyone listening needs to A, contribute $1, and B, tell 20 other people about it. That's how we win. Yeah, that is how we win. Let, let's uh, talk about what you, I, I want to talk about timing. I want to talk about uh, how this is going to proceed, the discovery, the, the information that you're gathering, the, uh, uh, the ability. Now you'll have the ability uh, to uh, subpoena witnesses, bring people into this. How do you see this whole 
Yeah, I can't, I can't, I, frankly, Dan, I can't talk about that right now, okay? So I, I don't want to talk about that, but what I can tell you is if people go read the transcript, which is public, okay, people can get it, the, there are, when we went on May 20th, there are multiple issues that they wanted to bring in to dismiss this case. The judge declined to do that, big victory, and he said, the issues that you're bringing up on why you want to dismiss this case are so interconnected to the merits of this case. And he cited some incredible case law. He said, you can't separate them. So therefore, I want to do a certain amount of discovery and depositions, which was, they didn't like that. Because this means that he's not gonna make a decision until we get more data. More data means discovery and depositions. So what I can, and that's on the record, so I'm not sharing anything that's, you know, likely threatening our strategy, but that is on the record. What's also on the record is that him stating that this will be more than likely a lawsuit that'll be taught in every constitutional law class, which means this is historic. He's also saying that this goes at the fundamentals of political speech. So if people go through his transcript, there are so many incredible quotes I mean, there's so much content in there from over those two days that, you know, there should be articles pumping out everywhere. And it's silence, silence. Well, that's kind of why I got J.D. on with yeah. you because he, he's the one guy, I think. Well, he, he's, he's going to be a skeptic, so he's going to check out all your information. But he's uh, one guy that I think has got the guts to make sure that this information gets out there once he's uh, once he's gone through it. Well, whoever gets it out first is going to win a Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to win one of those. In today's world, but maybe in, in uh, a yeah. world. Well, I'm saying that's, yeah, I'm saying um, that's the opportunity for people, you know? And that's why we have uh, so many lawyers want to work on this case because this will be this will be at the Supreme Court level, knock on wood, so. Yeah, I think it will too. Well, uh, she, I, you know, I, I am so excited about having you as our first speaker at the Red Pill Expo in Rapid City. That's coming up the fifth and sixth of June. Um, you know, you're going to open the whole event with one of the most absolutely powerful and mind blowing reasons that people need to take the Red Pill. Yeah, we we've been taking blue pills for far too long and frankly uh, we, we've uh, we've taken a lot of those uh, blue pills uh, and all I can say is that time is now to take red pills uh, to follow what you're talking about go to winbackfreedom.com donate money uh, be part of the solution instead of being part of the problem because Dr. Shiva, you've done an amazing thing here, and I did. You have any? Uh, did you have any idea that this was going to go? No, I didn't. I mean, when when I went into the October thirtieth testimony, I mean, remember we all initially we went after the government, which was the right thing we did. If we had gone after Twitter, this would have gotten nowhere. We went after the government. So first, right thing I did. Second thing is that when we were in the government, a forty-five minute hearing ended up becoming a four and a half hour hearing. And, and because we have a judge who's so dedicated to the constitution of this country, we peeled away talking to the, uh, to the state election director. And what did we find? The trusted Twitter partnership. That was a big first. 
Then we found out an organization called the National Association of State Election Directors. And then a woman who's the executive director and this relationship, which can amplify their censorship. So then we amended our complaint and we added not only the three, not only the three defendants, right? Initially it was only one defendant, Galvin. Then we added two more defendants, Tassinari and O'Malley. Then we added Cohen and Nasset. Right. It's been like going in like a building block. Then the judge suggested we bring in Twitter. You see, so we didn't go after it. We peeled away the onion, Dan. Yeah. And yeah. the court was good enough to help us peel away the onion. So now we're at and then we found the playbook. Right. So this is step by step by step where the central issue here is the government launders censorship through Twitter. Your government, my government launders censorship through Twitter. That's what we have, laundering of censorship. So they always smell clean. They can point to a private actor. The private actor can use Section 230 so they can say, you can't do anything to us. You know, Shiva Ayodhya is off, right? He has silenced a political candidate. I mean, if this happened in Putin's Russia, you said a dissident candidate ran against Putin. Oh my God, Russia is so fascist, right? The American press would report on that. Maybe I should go to the Russian and Chinese press to report on this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I need to go to foreign press because they've been probably, you know, they've been probably getting hit hard. I mean, they're both criminals, both thugs, right? Yeah, but yeah. they like to expose the other thugs. Right. So maybe one thug, one mobster wants to expose the other mobster, you know? So that's where we're at. You know, this um, uh, this process that you've been through, it's important for people to realize, too, you didn't go to a state court, you went to a district federal, federal court. court. Right. And if it had gone to a state court, they would have buried it because they'd be protecting their own. Right. Yeah. So this is a fascinating process. How did you, uh, incidentally, how did you get it into a, a federal court rather than them trying to oh, because it, because I'm a federal, I was a U.S. Senate federal candidate, Dan. Ah, right. If I was a state candidate, remember the, the rubric that everyone needs to understand this was I am running for U.S. Senate federal office. Just close your eyes and think about someone running against Putin or a member of parliament running in Britain. OK, just think about this or in Russia. Let's use Russia. And one of Putin's allies calls up Jack Dorsey and he says, please take this guy off Twitter. What would the American press say? They said the government took off a political opposition candidate. That's exactly what happened here. I, as a candidate, am exposing the government. I'm critiquing them for violating federal law. The government picks up the phone, calls Twitter to take me down. I mean, how much worse do you get than that? I mean, this is the fundamental violation of the First Amendment. It's political speech. It's one sentence you can describe this entire case. This is a case where the government silenced the speech of a political candidate for criticizing them, period. That's the one sentence thing you can share with everyone. Now, with that singular point, you just have to start thinking about the ramifications. That means you say anything against your government. If they can do that to a US Senate candidate, what can they do to you? That's what this is about. That means you better shut the hell up and fall in line because if you don't, we will remove away your opportunity to have a megaphone, which is what Twitter is.
And this is called prior restraint, right? Which means that I cannot say anything on this topic, which is in fact, even within political speech, is it even a higher form of violation of the First Amendment? You can say all of this, but you can't talk about those four screenshots and the deletion of ballot images. Because every time I put them up, they get thrown off. I get thrown off. So the violation is so egregious, there's no gray line here. And so that's why we have the lawsuit of the century and everyone needs to get behind this. And you gotta recognize that all the money that was raised for election fraud, where did that money go? Into the coffers of the RNC and the Trump campaign. I didn't see one penny of it, Dan. They, they didn't even offer generosity. Hey, Dr. Shiva, you, you worked your butt off. Here, why don't we fund you for the work you did? I didn't see that. None of my volunteers who stayed awake late at night, who crunched all the data, who used our own computing resources, they didn't even a basic human decency. No one did that. And this lawsuit, it's time for every American to become a human again. We need to all become Americans again. That's what this is about. The founders of this country gave us a First Amendment so you could explore your humanity, so you could defy your government, that you had that ability to speak. That's what makes this country different than other countries. And what we're showing is we've lost our, I'm not even saying we're on a thread, Dan. I want to be a little more direct. We lost our freedom and we yeah. need to win it back. So I we agree. need to, we, that's why our campaign is winbackfreedom.com. We've lost it. And you have a David here fighting against Goliath. And I can say that without hyperbole, without any sense of, you know, lack of humility. It's just the truth. Well, I'm going to share with you, I'm going to send you uh, the cover for the program we're doing in uh, Rapid City. I want you to share it with your people because we've got a David uh, versus Goliath uh, theme on that too. You'll love it. And okay, great. Share, share it with your people because share it all over the country because uh, we want them to come to the Red Pill so they can hear and meet and see what you're actually working on. Now, you're going to have a table there as well. Uh, so you're going to be able to, uh, you know, talk with people, uh, get, show them the products that you've uh, put together, your books, uh, the information that you've done. So uh, this is fantastic. This is a all right, Dan. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. To, thank you well, to your team. Thank you. Shiva, thank you so much for being our guest today. And I will uh, do everything in my power to help you fundraise for this because I've watched the RNC. Uh, continue to play on the Trump thing and on the stolen election. And they aren't even associated with Trump. They're just trying to get money so they can get... Well, that's what I'm saying. They have a cozy relationship with Trump and the RNC. They work together. It's about money. And they, you know, they hire people who run, want to run super PACs, and this is just a hobby for them. They don't care about this country. It's all just talk. They just say enough to keep the Trumpers connected to Trump. But they don't want to Trump anything, Right. Every yeah. Trumper listening out there, let go of Trump, let go of the RNC, support this lawsuit because the real people fighting are right here. And we have about 6,000 volunteers, Dan. Everyone has gone through our training at truthfreedomhealth.com. We're building a real movement. And the movement, movement is based on everyone starting to understand the scientific basis of political movements. That's what I teach every Monday evening. And those people support to our campaign if you give 25 or 100 or more, I also give you access to that course because I'm of the position 
that if you want to build an airplane, you need to understand Bernoulli's principles. If you want to build a bridge, you need to know Newton's laws. And if you want to build a movement, it's not just going to happen by Donald Trump Jr. talking whatever he wants to talk or Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders or AOC. There are fundamental physics to building a movement. And those physics is what I've discovered and we're teaching people. It just so happens we just happen to find ourselves in this interesting point in history that we're also leading the lawsuit of the century, which is allowing us to express those principles. I mean, this, this election operations playbook, Dan, it is the guidebook of a system of censorship. And so a system scientist like me finding it and being able to articulate it to me, I'm very grateful to, I, I believe there's a divine intervention here that has allowed me the opportunity from my background, from all the training I got, which I'm very grateful for this country. And so in, in my view, it's a noble opportunity I have to give back, but I can't do it on my own. We need people to rise up and give $1, just $1. If you want to still give $1,000 to Trump, go for it. I wouldn't do it, but give $1 to the Win Back Freedom campaign. And we all, I mean, when the whole country has the opportunity to win back freedom. Right. And this is just you. You're, you're, uh, you're right now. You're at the head of the uh, head of the curve because it's your lawsuit that is uh, forcing the issue. But uh, our listeners, everybody in this country has got to understand: if they don't get involved, we're done. Yeah, we're done because we are over the cliff. I've said that about six months ago. We went over the cliff a long time ago. Now it's a matter of scrambling and grabbing and trying to catch something on the way down uh, before we hit the bottom. That's why I'm saying this lawsuit, Dan, is divine intervention. Because look at where it's occurring. It's occurring in Massachusetts. Massachusetts is the center of the center of the swamp. There is a longitude and a latitude to the deep state. And it's right here. It's Harvard University. That's where it is. And at the, you could argue the Kennedy School and the Belfer Center. This is where they train people in system science and theory to oppress not only people in this country, all over the world. I mean, a lot of the technology that was built here was used to support dictatorships for the last 50, 70 years, right? So they destroy working people's lives in other country. They learn from that, and they're pointing their same weapons against working people in this country. And that's what's going on. And our lawsuit in Massachusetts, driven by a guy who came from nothing, who working class background, who had the opportunity to learn all their weapons through all those four degrees at MIT and to be articulate and to learn the law right now is what a true American is about. And that's who Americans were when they left their shores and came here. They were willing. I mean, think about it, Dan. People got on these little boats with a little suitcase. They didn't know where they were going. That's courage. And we need to all go back to that sense of courage. And if we don't have that, that's un-American. And it's easy to give money to Donald Trump, a billionaire, or give money to the Kennedys, billionaires. You should give money to one of your own because you want your own because the real fight will come from we, the people, not from top down. Not from the Democrats, not from Republicans, not from politicians. And we better understand this principle. There is a fundamental principle. And that principle is, has to be bottoms up. Yeah, it may be nice to give this celebrities. They're not going to do anything for you. It's going to be you. You must stand up for your rights. There are people who shed their blood for these basic rights. 
The First Amendment, second, no country has that. It says, I can say whatever I want against the government, and I can also protect myself from the government. No other country has this. And maybe I am more connected to this because I know what it means not to have freedom, Dan. Right, right, exactly. And just we, because you get to go vacation in Cape Cod, you get your car, and you get some food, and you can order online and Amazon, that's not freedom. That's not freedom. And if you've been made fat, dumb, and happy, I'm here to tell you that you're being made fat, dumb, and happy to be a slave. And essentially a node on a network of suppression, corruption, and for power, profit, and control. And that is not what it means to be a human being. The founders of this country were enlightened, divinely inspired people when they came up with those first and second. I mean, these people were, sometimes I think they were from another world. These concepts were about you exploring and becoming a human being. And that's what I implore people to do. Reconnect with your own humanity. This is not about them. This is about you. Do you want your humanity or do you want to be a slave? That's what it's about. It's pretty clear. Well, uh, uh, Dr. Shiva, thank you for being here. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for, thanks for I having me. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really excited about getting to meet you in person. Same here. Uh, in about a week and a half. This is going to be a blast at the Red Pill Expo in Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm going to send you the, uh, the announcement, all the information. Send it out to me, Dan. You can share it with your people, too. Okay, thank you. And please, go online and donate money. Get involved. Winbackfreedom.com. You know, if you do a dollar a person, uh, please do everything you can because this is an important lawsuit. Dr. Shiva, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your honesty being uh, uh, the kind of person that would say this stuff in front of uh, a lot of people with the idea that your life may be in jeopardy because of what you're doing. What a brave man. I, all I can tell you is that we've got to make sure we get this information out where they can't do anything to you. Thank you, Dan. Be well. Be the light. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be well. All right. Well, uh, it looks like... All right, everyone who was listening to that, I just did an interview um, with a group out in the Midwest. I'm going to be speaking at the Red Pill Expo, but everyone listening out there, all of you become citizen journalists. It's time for you to get this news out because... The lawsuit that we're doing, our movement for truth, freedom, and health. By the way, anyone can go to truthfreedomhealth.com to start learning how to build a movement. That's what I teach there. So please take advantage of that. But right now, we need to get $1 from 5 million people because we're going up against seven lawyers, seven, you know, three major entities, right? And by the way, when you go to winbackfreedom.com, if you donate 2,500 or more, I actually give you access to the entire Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior Training Program, so you actually get back something. It's not a one-way street, but this is your lawsuit. You know, I've worked very hard. I've brought it this far, but I'm going to need support right now to win, and we must win this because this is a defining moment of whether we have any more freedom in this country or we win it back or it's all lost. I'm saying that without any dramatic uh, sense. It's just the facts. Thank you. Be well. Be the light. Thank you very much.